0: Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain. But you feel it.
1: You felt it your entire life.
2: That's friend how are you mate? Good. It's been, like, about 15 minutes since I spoke to you last.
1: Yeah, well, we're, catch- we're catching up, I guess, uh, because yeah. uh, we haven't... You've been away, and you, and I've found out you're away next week as well, well. We're
2: screwing up November as well, aren't we? You got that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Just pouring uh, the coffee, which I'll do in front of the mic.
2: because uh, so what we thought we'd do is... Hang on, um... hang, on hang on, hang on. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. There I don't know if it's strong enough, because I only just did that real fast. Oh, I was going to um, say, it looks a bit weak on, yeah, over the video. Bit, so.
0: We've got a guest! It's a guest! oh we do
1: have a guest and i've got my my computer making a
2: guest how H- are, you? are we
1: going to introduce the guest before he talks even though he's talked already well,
2: well, hang on let's be see if people can guess it. it is would you like to give us give us a clue or, or, or give us a clue as to who you may be without giving uh
0: okay so the clue is i'm back uh back. i spoke to you i think five months ago and i checked, am now out of the country all right you got got they gotta get it now officially
2: At... an expat Officially our our most yeah.
0: our most um
2: appeared guest. Is it? I would think so. Well three. this is the third. Has anybody Number else done three? three? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's probably there our. You go, mate. top of the table. Congratulations. Owen. That's an honor. How are, how are you, sir?
0: Owen O Beef very Black well. Better. Yeah, very well. Um I've been in El Salvador now for two weeks. And yeah, uh, oh, so far so you, good. I thought you'd been gone for Oh, a while. okay. So we so. Oh man, the pack up just took ages. Like, it's just, it just was a huge job. It was months of, of pack up because I had the farm and I sold the farm and had to rehome all the livestock and so, all of that do, stuff. Let's so, do a
2: quick refresh, shall we? Yeah. Randall, quick, go
1: on. Oh, well, just saying. So, um Owen has. Oh, we can call you Owen. You did say Owen, didn't you? Yeah. yeah you're not your EC's going, unfortunately. Um, our first. Um, well, not meeting because we've met at, at Bush Bashes, but um, our first uh, pod was on your awesome farm which was a great great tour had the best brisket i've ever had
2: oh that was good yeah <laughs>
1: still waiting for your mum's recipe but uh, that's fine um that was that for good years. it was <laughs> so good. i just remembered that so yeah. good yeah. Uh, and now you've basically sold the farm packed up and and moved to el salvador
0: living the dream How could yeah i kind like? of took like the exactly opposite path which is sort of weird i was i was settling in for the winter and pretty much prepping Um, had the generator and the fuel stored and the beef cattle and dog and cat and life was good, but, um, yeah, having visited here, having visited El Salvador for a month back in May and June, um, I pretty much, as soon as I landed back in Sydney, I knew I didn't really want to be back in Australia. Yep. Um, but. It was really hard to make the decision, though. Like, I kind of didn't even end up making the decision. I was so uncertain about it that I just ended up saying, Oh, well, fuck it, I'll just do it and <laughs> see how it goes. But, um. Do you know what's happened there? What? I'm in the, really in that. the dark now. Oh, I?
2: yeah, yeah, there we go. I'm sorry, there we go. <laughs> I was just. Like... Oh, right. I, thought it was, I thought it was only me that was seeing just a black screen. I thought, I thought you uh, could see him. I was like, You because I'm. I, I, your... I can see. Just adjusting my
0: studio yeah. situation here. here go, I mean, my little my little studio apartment in San Salvador, in an area of San Salvador called Colonia Escalon, which is one of the nicer areas, cool. but I'm outside one of the, uh, I'm not in a sort of a secure complex or anything like a quite common here. I'm just, just uh, on a, in a normal house on a normal street although this normal street is four doors down from president McKellie's mother's house, which is pretty funny. <laughs> no way. So I've got, I've got my own, uh, how did you find that um, team of security guys just step out the front in the morning. And there's always oh. at least four guys with guns. And, That's probably um, good for you important visitors. No, it's good. Yeah, it's cool. I'm like, when is the S and, uh, so you can't take, uh, take us yeah, so some
1: flowers or anything like that.
0: And I could, I suppose. Um, I generally kind of, when I'm walking past the guys with the guns, I just sort of don't make any sudden movements and uh, <laughs> say good morning and, and leave it at that. Uh, I guess they probably scoped me out, but I don't know. But, sure. yeah, so it's um, I've got a little studio apartment here, which I found on Airbnb, and settling in here, got a bicycle and a motorcycle and making some friends and So I would also. So far, so good. Um, I assume you're
2: you just renting the place. You're just sort of scoping everything out for a little while, right?
0: yeah this is an airbnb and i might um rent directly for an extra couple of months yep okay um it's not super cheap the rent like it's a thousand a month usd so 1500 a month so 400 australian a week or something so it's Mm. not super cheap but
1: is it hard to find
2: a rental next door the
0: president's mum but yeah yeah. that's true (laughs) it's not that fancy this place it's kind of uh it's fine, but it's not. It's not very fancy, and the street's not that fancy. Mm. Um, is it? Yeah, it's hard to find rentals. Yeah, yeah. Um, pretty much impossible down at Bitcoin Beach, and yeah. and difficult. Oh, I, the easiest way seems to be starting on Airbnb and then getting a monthly discount if you can, which a lot of them do offer, and then going direct or then asking around through agents. Um, Let's go and back... they are available, but they're usually around the one to two thousand US dollars a month is the usual growing rate in San Salvador in the nicer areas. Yeah,
1: cool. Um, mm. Let's go back to the the process, I guess, for you of, of selling and packing up the farm. Well, and...
2: can I go just oh, before that, when you first went, when you went back, when you went over there to do your original scope, which was like beginning of this year, right? Sometime, Uh, May. May. Oh, so it was just it was when we were speaking to you, right? Okay, so it was May. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Was it your intention at that point? I forget. Was it? I mean, was it? Did you genuinely think I'm going to move there? I'm just going to go and see what it's like, and I'm going to move there, or what? What were you actually thinking, and then go to? It was definitely a
0: scoping mission. Yeah, it was definitely a reconnaissance mission. I was totally checking it out. And the last week of that four week stay, I stayed in the city, in an Airbnb, and rented a car, and tried to live sort of how I would live if I lived here to, to experience that. Yeah, but I, it wasn't obvious to me whether I would move, but yeah, just the the sinking feeling when I landed back in Sydney was yeah. remarkable. <laughs> yeah, that's But so then, weird. of course, things got better in Australia. That made it kind of confusing. Like the last couple of months in Australia, things feel normal again. Yeah. And cafes are opening and gigs are happening. And so that almost made it harder. Like life's really good in Australia right now. Yeah. yeah
2: when you compare it around the world right when you look at i don't know if you look at inflation numbers all over the world australia is quite near the bottom of that table it's not fun it's still like five point something six points something. officially cpi but, um, but even, even
1: like, the covid thing like so i saw a thing with Qatar was saying that you know australia is now on the list of stuff that has kind of basically dropped all the masks and all that kind of stuff the, oh, oh sorry entry into the country you don't need to do anything yep. but but the us you still do
2: yeah, so I just left yep. the country and came back, and yeah, for all that we had to. Did you have to provide to the a, te- a te- test and stuff for South Africa? Well, we, we were told we were going to from South Africa to Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe was meant to still be tighter, but nothing was actually asked of us. Yeah, it's all we kind just, of it's all just yeah. It's, it's just,
1: officially yeah, um, you know
2: that's the real there, but then yeah, exactly. On the ground, don't care. No. Um,
0: but yeah, to, and it's weird that for the US, you're supposed to, you they're still requiring a, if you're a foreigner going through the US, and that includes transiting, you have to be double vaxxed. And they're sort of on their own now with that it's weird even though the cdc over there aren't recommending it anymore um or aren't saying that it, that that there's any they're saying that there's no difference between vaxxed and unvaxxed yet for the travel the travel requirements still there so uh so technically it's still difficult for unvaccinated travelers to come to el salvador because you have to transit through the us um unless you go through Mexico and now as of like next week there are direct flights from Madrid to San Salvador opening up. Yeah. So there are more options, options for Europeans. And
2: do you think there's some, do you think there's just incompetence or or just mistakes or do you think there's a jet, there's a ulterior motive there in the U S in terms of, blocking travel is there any benefit i'm not I'm just looking for i don't know why they're hanging on to that,
0: that. it was, seems weird but you know none of it's been logical for a long time but, <laughs> <Right>. but like <laughs> so is it, could it
2: potentially be i mean you're not stopping you know uh, the immigration problem on the mexican border by doing it because people oh no there's
0: like two million people went through the border this year in the u.s like yeah. two million <laughs> wow yeah um and, and i didn't stopping, check that vaccine off a flight. You know it's, it- <laughs> Well, they actually don't check in the U S either. So the problem is just getting on the plane in Australia as Australians tend to, oh. Australians are just often such snobby <laughs> sorts that, um, that they still, yeah, they still check and enforce that, at, uh, check in, in Australia, but coming through into the U S they don't check. I mean, I think are all around the world. They don't check anymore. It's just, so I assume they'll drop that soon, but. Okay. I yeah, want to go, sorry.
1: I, I want to go to the farm. So, um, was that. A hard for you to actually officially go. All right, I'm letting go of this. All this work that I've put into it. All the plans that I had. You know, you had all. They showed us all this stuff that you were going to do. Or was it also a, a relief to
0: kind of offload oh, that yeah. responsibility? You know what I mean? Totally, totally. Especially the livestock. Yeah, it was both. And what made it a lot easier was the fact the value of the property went stupidly upwards. Yes. And at the same time, Bitcoin went downwards. So that made yeah. it. Um, f- from a financial point of view, it was sort of an op- seemed almost like an obvious decision. So there was that. But um, a I had already a- achieved a lot of the plans, like the tree planting. Yep. You know, I planted a thousand trees, and I did the fencing, and I built the dam, and the cattle was running well. And the, I'm really pleased that the the new owner is going to keep running the same cattle with the same uh, couple that I was working with on the cattle. So they have still got their cattle there. Uh, so that's fantastic. And the dog stayed, Geordie's still at the farm. <laughs> Easy. That
2: was the
0: yeah. With the new owner. He's so yeah, really it really worked out well.
1: That's cool. Yeah. What, uh, do you want to, what about your have you Do you want to talk about where she is or what she's doing
0: or. She's just uh, still in Australia and she's looking forward to coming over here for a visit. Awesome. So we have got to work out, work that out. It's a, yep. uh, it's a long trip. Um, so from Australia, it's like just a very long way, but. Um, there's options for staying overnight if you want to break up the trip. So this is relevant. So my mum will probably break up her trip a bit. Um, you can stay overnight in Fiji. You could call her directly. You don't
2: have to do it through our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Go Um,
0: yeah. So you can stay overnight in Fiji or you can stay overnight in Hawaii or, and if you want, and you can stay overnight in LA. So you can break the trip up that way. So she's going to come over pretty soon, just as soon as I'm settled in.
1: Was it hard to say
0: goodbye to the dog? I would have found that hard. Yeah, yeah, man, oh. He's a beautiful dog. Yeah, it's tough, like, that's just to this.
2: We were on the different day.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's an especially good dog. No, but friends and family and, and. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, friends and family. Dog oh, and cat dog. and, yeah, it's really, I mean, it seems to me like you you worry more about how much you're going to miss. Well, I do anyway, sort of worry more about how much you're going to miss someone or, or some pet than when it's actually done. That's sort of, okay. But yeah, it's the, yeah, that, but yeah, of course there's there, the trade offs are, are interesting. And yeah, there's a lot of things I miss, but so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty well guessing here. you're not going to be back for Murrah no sorry i'll miss that i do not want to do that long journey again anytime soon it's just exhausting yeah Yeah.
2: um i was just i'm trying to remember the guy's name um he does the expat money guy he was on daniel's show recently yeah fantastic
0: yeah i only found him recently yeah
2: the guy's name will come back to me um the expat money
0: show is the uh is the podcast yeah i can't remember his name either
2: uh, was that daniel's last pod um I don't know, probably not. I've probably been sitting on my to-do list for a while, but, um, God, so by the end my question is, are you seeing yourself as a nomad nomad now or like, are are you seeing as yourself as a guy who's moving to El Salvador?
0: Yeah, no, expat. Absolutely. And I think I must've listened to the same episode with, um, with that fellow, um, because I found it really interesting how he made the distinction between nomad and expat. And I, it was obvious to me when I listened to that, that I really fit into the category of expat actually like having a base. Um, I've got my bikes, and my riding gear and bits and pieces. I, I want to run a Bitcoin node. <laughs> um, I, Yeah, it's it's good to have a base for me. So I'm not a nomad, but I am, um, for the first time in my life, living the sort of an expat life.
2: Would you consider um, if it was financially possible, I appreciate this is, you know, becomes financially restrictive, but if you had multiple passports and multiple locations. Yeah, man, absolutely. Well, in-
0: passports, Yeah. I want to have another base in Thailand. Yep. Okay. I'm going to do it. That's so residency here is my next step. And, um, then I'm going to try to also have a residency in Thailand if I can. So finish up my tax residency in Australia because in Australia, tax residency is different to, to residency. Um, so there's a whole, I do, I need to do a lot more homework on the tax residency side of stuff. Um, there are pros and cons. I might, I might actually keep my Australian tax residency, but as I understand it here with, um, I'm not an expert, so I might get some of this wrong, but the I think they call it territorial tax rules in El Salvador for overseas earned income is not taxable in El Salvador. So even if I'm still working for my clients in Australia and if I'm not an Australian tax resident, then I don't pay tax in Australia and I don't pay tax here. And I might be wrong about that. Um, but that's my understanding at this stage. So I've got to do a lot more homework on sort of optimizing that. Uh, and that's obviously a very common topic of discussion among the expats
1: here. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It is, yeah. And, and, and these expats that I'm meeting are from all around the world, Are freedom oriented people. And sometimes, well, or almost always like really smart people and really diverse. And, and mostly really Bitcoiners. That. Yeah. Yeah, so last time I came, there were also just a lot of COVID refugees, but now it's kind of more Bitcoiners. Mm. that are right in saying that when you went to um,
2: El Zonte, you found that it was sort of half of them were Bitcoiners, half of them were surfers. But then when you were in San yes. Salvador, it was more, it wasn't so much a Bitcoin thing at all. Is that is that not what you said back then?
0: Uh, I remember saying, and I think it's probably still the case down in Zonte and El Tunco as well, that it's probably half half surfers and Bitcoiners. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what I said about San Salvador then. Um, but now the expats that I'm meeting are all Bitcoiners. Interesting. Oh, so does, that, does that
2: out. feel like more since you were last there or is it just that you've, you've you're, you're there sort of for a different reason now and you're doing different things?
0: Something? Um, yeah, I only had a week in the city last time, so and I was focused on getting. I was, fo- yeah, I, I didn't reach out to many bitcoiners and other expats in that week that I was in San Salvador last time. This time, I'm trying to sort of make friends here, so I'd skew the the result. So I'm just only meeting uh, other expat bitcoiners at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: What I was tra- what I'm trying to get, at, I guess, is. um you were you said that rentals are difficult in Zonte, so if that's the or El Tunca, I mean, if that's the case, then people are going to start to feed elsewhere to try and look for somewhere to stay, and the, maybe a natural place would be San Salvador, and then.
0: Well, for me, San Salvador is my preference. There are a few reasons. Uh, one is the climate, like it's much cooler up here. So I don't know what the elevation is. I think it's around 800 meters. Um, so you just get this cool breeze. It's just mid twenty. It's the perfect climate. It's, I mean, I did just, I, I missed the wet season. So I was here at the end of the dry season, and now I'm back at the end of the wet season. So I, I conveniently missed where it just rains every day for months. Um, but year-round in San Salvador, it's like mid and high 20s, and you get a cool breeze almost every day. Whereas down at Bitcoin Beach um, and the whole coastline, uh, it's a lot hotter. It's like thirties, mid thirties, um, frequently. So, so the climate's a lot nicer in San Salvador. It's still only forty minutes. Well, it's still it's like less. It's less than half an hour to the to the beach and directly south to the area called La Libertad, um, where there's a really good fish market and a port and a little town and and then you have to from La Libertad you you then drive west another sort of 20 minutes to el Zonte, so it's kind of 40 50 minutes to el Zonte. so it's not that far um, but if you're using ubers only it's kind of a bit expensive to to go that far so i've only been down there once actually in the last two weeks for a meetup. um but yeah san salvador has a much nicer climate and all of the conveniences that you don't have in el Zonte, like everything you need it's just it's a modern city it's easy to get around everything you need is here it's perfectly safe it's like a great city to live in even without the bitcoin and, and i haven't been an expat before so so maybe there are better cities in you know eastern europe and and europe and and the united states and wherever but but as far as it's very small, so it's kind of like a big town. It's really easy to get around. I bought a mountain bike and I just cycle everywhere and it's fine. They're, they're building all these new bike paths. And, um, so there's hardware stores and can, and convenience stores and supermarkets, and you can get everything you need here. Um, uh, down at the beach, you pretty much have to eat out. You can't, there's no supermarket down at El Zonte. Uh, you can get food delivered and there's a produce truck that comes around, but it's kind of difficult not to mention totally unreliable electricity and internet. Mm. So, so there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot going for San Salvador. Um, but I'd like to get a car so I can easily get down to El Zonte and, (laughs) um, and even do sort of overnight trips down there, go down for a meetup and stay the night at a hotel and, and come back and stuff like that. I plan to do that. So, sorry um,
1: aside from the, the rental kind of cost what's the general kind of cost of living
0: there like so fuel food yeah it's pretty good it's not as cheap as um, like uh, Asia it's not as cheap as Thailand or, or Bali um, some things are more expensive but most things are less expensive fuel is um, about 30 percent cheaper than Australia okay uh, I think it's like four dollars 10 a gallon. So I think that works out like 20, 30% cheaper. Um, rental. Yeah. I mean for a place like this in Sydney, it would depend where you were like you could pay up to a thousand Australian dollars, I guess a week for this place. And it's a thousand US dollars a month here. So rent something that's not heaps cheaper. It's probably still half the price Hmm. or maybe 50% cheaper maybe than, than Sydney. Um, food is probably about half the price and depending on what you want, like beef, if you want good quality beef, it's not really any cheaper. It's about the same. And then, um, like the motorcycles that I like are a lot more expensive here, unfortunately, uh-huh. cause they have big tariffs. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, it's, I think it's still kind of, it's still a lot cheaper. So you would, Talking, you're mentioning before that inflation's kind of not too bad in Australia yet or at the moment, um, which I agree with. But yeah, the, the baseline though, like the baseline was already pretty bad in Australia. It's a very expensive place to live. And the baseline here is really low. Like if you wanted to live cheaply here, you could live really cheaply. If you just wanted to eat papooses, uh, and if you're happy to share do share accommodation or live in a live in a rural area or or in a less nice part of San Salvador, then you could pay half the rent that I'm paying. Um, yeah, so it's, it's definitely cheaper, but it's not super cheap. You go out to a restaurant, it might be similar to going out to a restaurant, sort of say where you live in a regional area of Australia.
1: Okay. Are you, are you paying for most things in Bitcoin or is kind of Gresham's law
0: kicking in for you? Uh, 50, 50, um, Hmm. I, uh, it's sometimes a hassle, some it depends. It's so funny. You ask, Can can I pay with Bitcoin? And they'll sometimes go, Oh, and they'll look at an iPad over in the distance <laughs> and they'll, they'll go, oh, gosh, uh, oh, no, because my Spanish is not very <laughs> good. legally. They have um, to offer it, right? But the, but if, yeah, if it's but it's not enforced it at all. It. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's definitely not enforced at all. the the, that requirement to accept it. Um, so it's about 50, 50. And depending how I'm feeling, I don't always ask. I, I, I should do more. I'm, I'm trying to always ask. And sometimes they laugh. Um, or sometimes it's just too much of a hassle and because my Spanish is not very good at all. Um, although it's getting better every day. Um, I can't then have the conversation about it. I kind of just go, oh, okay, well I'll pay cash then whatever, like, yeah. it's fine. Um, but, Interestingly, recently, uh, uh, like one of the locals says, she's running adopting Bitcoin. The conference is coming up, which I'm really excited about. Uh, so we went out for a meal, and she she just doesn't take no for an answer. She just she speaks perfect Spanish, so she says to the to the shop, she's like, oh, we only have Bitcoin. <laughs>
2: yeah, right. Okay.
0: <laughs> and it always works. They they make it happen. They're like, oh, okay, we're gonna go get the iPad. We've got to log in. We've got to talk to the, that that staff member who knows how to do it, and then. And then we went through the process and we showed them how to do it and because it's kind of you know it's a bit tricky it's even just using chivo wallet for instance the the chivo wallet interface on the ipad initially the first qr code it shows you by default is dollars it's for doing a dollars transaction from chivo to Chivo. so you've got to press bitcoin and then type it in at a dollar amount and then the bitcoin on-chain qr code comes up so Sorry, then you're going to click on
2: that can i go back on that
0: so yeah if, if somebody yeah.
2: if you got five dollars in your account your chivo account and they, you want to send that five dollars to their chivo account you can do that it's like a bank transfer in within the chivo wallet. yeah i don't know how they do it in the back
0: end but it's the default qr code for chivo to chivo payments is a dollar qr code it's it's not a bit okay a QR but code it would, at you all. would still be scanning a qr chivo. code with the chivo wallet it would just be dollar to dollar it's chivo think? only and it's just some sort of ledger entry that the oh, that the government good. is is doing yeah Well wow. hope somebody's maintaining that ledger well
2: yeah yeah
0: is it mostly so, yeah
1: so is it all on chain transactions like is there much lightning kind of
0: no mostly lightning oh mostly absolutely lightning. mostly okay. lightning yeah so there's gotta so, be but a it depends aspect. and well uh well um the chivo wallet so but it's not even the majority anymore because it's kind of so bad that most vendors don't use Chivo. If they're they're using Bitcoin, they'll actually be using Moon Wallet or Wallet of Satoshi or Bitcoin Beach Wallet. Um, And they're probably the three, I think they're kind of the three best now. from my point of view and and from functionality locally like i was using blue wallet last time i was here but it i was getting a lot of failed payments and mm-hmm. it's actually just really expensive to fund a lightning channel in in blue wallet it's like 3000 sats or something by default so moon wallets really convenient seems to work well um so it's probably maybe 50 what's the the shops that are sort of umming and ahhing about accepting bitcoin they'll be the ones that are using chivo because they're not very experienced with it and they don't really want to do it, but it's the government one that they've got. And the Chivo accounts are linked to the National Tax Identification Number, the NIT. And everyone who's got an NIT basically has a bank account with the government through Chivo, and it's, a, it's dollar and Bitcoin denominated. This is my understanding, I think I've got it roughly right. So you can actually send Bitcoin to someone's NIT, which is the equivalent in Australia of a TFN a tax file number. Yeah just to their NIT. You don't need a QR code or anything. You can just right. press send in Chivo to someone's NIT. And I've got an NIT. You can go to the Ministry for Finance and uh, try to try to communicate okay. with them for an hour or two and, and it costs you $2 and you can get an NIT. Hmm. So you you have a, a tax number. But yeah, so the Chivo wallet um, by default comes up in dollars, Then it, then you can change it to Bitcoin and then it's an on-chain. But obviously the problem with doing on chain at point of sale is that you might have to wait for a confirmation, but in Chivo, if you disable RBF on the wallet that you're sending from, it'll accept zero confirmations. Oh, so sorry. you Oh, replaced by, by fee. Yeah, so sorry. yeah. So the reason you might have to wait, uh, at a merchant for a confirmation is that you might do a double spend. Um, and, get away with a free cup of coffee or whatever, like it's yeah. unlikely. Some places will just uh, let you do it. But Chivo specifically will, um, if it's a replaced by fee transaction, which is a kind of basically allowing a double spend transaction, it's a transaction that sort of allows it a, a fee bump. Um, so if you turn off allow fee bump in Blue Wallet, or if you turn off RBF in uh, Samurai or whatever other wallet you're using, Send, you can do an on-chain zero conf, and they'll and, and pay that way. And that sometimes is necessary because the, the point of sale devices at the supermarket are these old computer screens that have very low resolution. They don't have enough resolution for oh, yeah. a lightning QR code. So there oh, are yeah. all these little uh, problems, okay. which is understandable. And you kind of, you don't learn about them until you try each time. Um, but all of the lightning payments I've done have actually worked fine, including Chivo uh, here, but it's good to see a lot of people using Bitcoin beach wallet, which is fantastic and uh, wallet of Satoshi and even at a motorcycle shop the other day, I, I paid for some, some bits and pieces and um, she didn't know how to use Bitcoin, but her boss sent to her by WhatsApp, the lightning invoice, which I then scanned and paid her boss directly
2: yeah.
0: uh, while I was there. So yeah, it's about, it's about 50, 50, I think.
2: It's amazing like just by ultimately it's just by necessity. If you're, if you have a shop and you have a product and you want to sell it and somebody wants to buy it, you're going to work it. And the only way that they're going to buy it is yeah. by paying in Bitcoin. You're going to work it out, right? And it even seems to me just the last, since the, whatever it was, five months as we spoke, like more people are finding their way to the other apps that are working a bit more, yeah. um, a bit more often or, or more accurately or whatever it isn't. That's just totally obvious, right? Once, if you got, if, something, if something's a pain in the ass and you work out something and you hear that something's better, you give it a try. And if it's better, you stick with it, right? That's just, logical. Yeah. So it seems that people are just making the logical, so it's just going to be, you know, there's going to be painful steps. Uh, well, you have to have a little bit of pain in order to get to the next step, I guess. And then no pain, no, Yeah. No. And
0: that's why it is worth, that's why it is worth sort of <clears throat> pushing them on it a little bit, but my Spanish is not good enough to, yeah. to often do that. But, um, but the, the other thing at about a point of sale here, like point of sale at every merchant here is a hassle, regardless of what you're paying with. Yeah. it's the weirdest thing it's like different credit cards do and don't work they have this other payment system that's another type of qr code as well you can get stuck just like in the queue at the supermarket for 15 minutes while they try to do one damn transaction i'm not talking about a bitcoin one just just for some reason someone's trying to pay with a gift card plus some cash plus a credit card and the credit card doesn't work and so um so, the cash so is still yeah key. often yeah, US dollar cash and they have coins like one US $1 coins here, which I've never yeah. seen before. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, cash is good. It's, it's, uh, if you're running out of other options, then it's the way to go. But, um, but yeah, Bitcoin will end up like the, the when, when they know what they're doing and it's just lightning to lightning. If it's Moon Wallet to Moon Wallet or Moon Wallet to Wallet of Satoshi or Moon Wallet to Bitcoin Beach Wallet, it's just like instant. It's fantastic. It's so easy. And mm-hmm. people are you know um stuffing around trying to get their credit card to work for 10 minutes and you just breeze through so that's good what,
2: what a great more,
0: sorry, what a great selling point though like for lightning
1: when if they're, they're in a shop waiting 15 minutes to use a credit card or whatever and just go well, hey look at this yeah this is your, your
0: well, better option
2: yeah totally
1: yeah
0: yeah um yeah and the fees i mean they get screwed on feet the bank fees are like um significant i think well they are everywhere They're something like three percent to do a credit card transaction so a lot mm. things way better
2: yeah i remember greg foss talking about that to do with so he has a chain of pubs in canada um or he's like you know an investor in a chain of pubs in canada and he said something like they operate really good mark they they're got like 15 percent margins or something and their fees are whatever they were sort of between two and three taking card transactions but i think it was to do with his relationship with uh, ibex mercado and, and for people, they are there they're, because of the additional risk, I guess, for maybe Visa or MasterCard, their fees were like six or seven percent. So if you were if you were um, running a, bit, a good business that's operating on sort of 15 percent, taking half of your money. Yeah, like, essentially. Yeah. Take, so if you can all of a sudden bring in a lightning transact lightning terminal at mm. your point of sale mm. and then you're making and you're effectively paying nothing. All of a sudden you can maybe almost double your profit. Yeah. Yeah. And once businesses work that out and, and once the customers have Bitcoin and are willing to spend it, I mean, that's just, you don't have to, you don't need a salesman at that point.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And Ibex, Ibex, Mercado do a great job. They, their point of sale stuff always seems to work really well. It's really fast. Like it's, it's custodial. Not many people are actually running lightning nodes. Um, But yeah, but Ibex and galloy, which is, uh, bitcoin beach wallet um they're probably processing and, and, and chivo and it's no surprise that chivo is the worst one it's, of course it's the government one like yeah. what, what would you expect what else would you expect and it's actually pretty good now it's actually working pretty well better than the last time i was here
2: yeah so back to the the expat stuff do you fa- are you finding that um that it's a lot of single people or couples or are there any are there families doing it on or or what, what Unfortunately,
0: mean? mostly couples. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> Unfortunately, Unfortunately for me, it
2: depends on your thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you're into, um, uh, mostly couples and um, and families. Yeah, so there are several families here from all around the world, um, and several couples that some I met last time here in May that are still here down in. Bitcoin beach in El Zonte. Um, but yeah, young families and young couples, mostly. Have Max and Stacy um,
1: actually officially moved to El Salvador?
0: I think, yeah, I think the- so. They're usually in San Salvador. Yeah. 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 I haven't met them yet, uh, but yeah, they'll be at the, the conference, which is only a couple of weeks away, adopting Bitcoin. Yeah. Actually, the organiser of adopting Bitcoin said to me that uh, she said, I guarantee it'll be the most chilled out conference ever. And I said, no, Bitcoin bush bash is the most chill-out conference ever. Yeah. <laughs> we organized the schedule on the day that we arrived. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, yeah, so mostly, mostly couples and families. Hey, I remembered, speaking of expats, I remembered the name of that guy, the expat money show guy, it's Michael Thorup or Mikkel yes. Thorup.
2: Yes, that's him, Mikkel and, Thorup, yeah. Really and, interesting. Uh, and he was going through one all of sorts that, of things like um, uh, birth tourism and all sorts. Of, was that the one you were listening to? He was that's fascinating. Like- yeah, you
0: have a, have a baby in Mexico, and then the baby is automatically a Mexican citizen, and then the parents can get Mexican citizenship.
2: Yeah, and then some. Then and some, some people, people just get horrified
0: at the idea, but actually, like the, the healthcare systems in Central America are not that bad, really. Like yeah. it, uh, having babies is something that everyone in the world does, and um, the hospitals here are not but you know, most of the expats here don't have independent health insurance. They just use the local system and really? they often just don't charge you. Or if they do, it's just stuff that's, you know, very cheap. So I was thinking about trying to get some good sort of health cover, but every expert I've spoken to is like, Oh no, don't bother. The local system's good So <laughs> if I, and, and free or very cheap.
2: I don't want to get personal about it, but like, if you had to go to a doctor, if you had the issue or if you have, and it's in, like, I'm asthmatic. I need to get inhalers. Use me as an example, right? If I had to do that, what would, what what would, what would practically happen?
0: Uh, I just try at a pharmacy. I think that generally the rules and regulations are so, so fewer that, um, they'll just look after you. And especially as a gringo, like it's, what was something that Doug Casey, um, said or says, has said a few times, um, you know, Doug Casey, do you sometimes listen to him? I don't, uh, I don't know who that no, is. i don't know the name at all oh, uh, sure. check him out, out. he's sort of he's he's, he's kind of like he's kind of like elderly now but he's sort of a good investor and he's a libertarian and he lives down in uh oh i can't think of the name of the country now in in south america and um he explained it really well uh the the benefit one of the benefits of being an expat in in i mean i think he was using calling them shithole countries or something like that mm. and i don't really agree that this is a a shithole country but um but maybe it's a sufficient um explanation for his purpose. Being an expat in a place like El Salvador, um, you have an edge and it's it's this unfair edge. Like I get treated better than the locals. The if I say to the policeman, Sorry, I don't speak Spanish, like he's just gonna let me go. He's not gonna hassle me. If I go to a pharmacy or if I'm in trouble, they'll help me more than than if I was a local because I'm just some silly gringo, like they think of us as. I or Doug was saying um, that they think of him and they think of us expats as as a bit of a novelty and a bit of a harmless novelty, uh, you know. Just oh, he's the silly, he's the silly gringo, so we look after him. So it actually gives you this edge, uh, but and another edge you have as an expat in countries like these is that you actually are more worldly. Like most people here haven't ever left the country or they've only been to Guatemala. So yeah, we, we just have automatically for, because we've grown up in such a privileged country, we were a bit more worldly and, um, and that can give us an edge in, in business or, or whatever. So that was an interesting thing that I hadn't really sort of heard explained. And I've, and I've seen it play out like that if I was in trouble here, I'm get looked after better than a local would.
2: Yeah. Mm. Because you're the right kind—I don't—I don't mean this personally—but you're the you're seen as the right kind of expat. Like if you're an Algerian in France, for example, different story, right? Oh,
0: maybe I don't even know about that. I just think maybe that human human nature is just sort of to help visitors. Um, no, I I think just about any expat here, to okay. be honest. And there would be some exceptions where specific countries where you're in because of how hey, you look, you might not be welcome. But yeah, maybe yeah, maybe because I look like a bit European and so do the, so do most of the locals. Um, but I didn't mean that. I just, um, just cause you're a guest and they're not sick of tourists yet here. They, they haven't had many. So they're sort of, you're just a bit of a novelty and you, you're not harm, harmful. They're not worried about you. They'll, they'll look after you.
2: And you're probably yeah. seen as, I mean, whether right or wrong, you're probably seen as somebody who is, if you've made the trip there, You've obviously had the means to make that trip, so you probably have the means to spend some money in their shop, or yeah. spend some money in their restaurant, or spend some money whatever, whatever. And then, so you know, you're a potential customer, and if you're a potential customer, yeah. you probably and, and
0: they, yeah, and they and they want to make a buck here, and it's great. Right. Like they're sort of naturally more, they're more conservative in that way. Like um, everyone wants to make a buck, that's fine. But I haven't had anyone try to scam me here compared to traveling in thailand or something where you just every day in bangkok someone tries to scam you um and sometimes very creative scams um i haven't had that here at all like not once but they'll still make a buck out of you if if they can but um um and yeah so they're sort of the the entrepreneurial and yeah want to make some money and naturally conservative and maybe that's the catholic background the very strong on family values here which i love um and there's generally less i mean i've tried to explain woke culture to some locals and they just do not even understand what the hell i'm talking about and there's a little bit of it here like Like, can you you know me, please (laughs) because you know all this horse shit this like um over the top political correctness and inclusivity and the transgender stuff and all of this nonsense that's just going overboard you know giving kids puberty blockers and all this horseshit that seems to be mostly coming out of the united states which is weird um there's a bit of it here and climate change fanaticism but not much like and and if you try to explain it to sort of people here they're just the odd, the odd sort of crazy feminist climate, not many, not many, (laughs) they eat a lot of meat and they, they love having a good time and they love uh, time with the family and they like making some money. And so, yeah, it's generally just this conservative culture, which is really enjoyable coming from Australia.
2: I don't necessarily (laughs) think the, the organizations and institutions even want to be on board with it. I don't think they believe it. I think they just go, Oh, there's we get, get cancelled if we don't well either that or there's an opportunity yeah. to make money out of people who we can manipulate yeah, yeah <laughs> they yeah. Don't, it's not like it's not like nike we're sitting one maybe that's a bad example but let's say let's take a nike or something or you know yeah let's take Nike. We're, oh. sitting, we're, we're sitting one day going i know what we're going to do this is what we really believe in they're, they're, not, they're judging cultural changes and going oh huge opportunity if we do this if we you know all of a sudden we have a rainbow flag pair of trainers like the rainbow flag, you, this is as all McCormack, which I actually don't want to get involved in, but yeah, um, like that actually originally had a purpose. That flag, and now it's just been a, just been taken over by everybody who's wanting to make a point, virtue signal something, right?
0: Yeah, just this virtue signalling madness is just over the top and a sort of mob. Yeah, for for fear of being mobbed, and you have to you have to appear to be more virtuous than the next person. And if you don't quickly put the Ukraine flag in your bio, then you then you're <laughs> not a good enough person. It's just this weird, I don't know what's going on. And this seems to be a hell of a lot less of it here because they got bigger problems, man. Like yeah, they just maybe. come out of well, we like, all do. It's they just, finally <laughs> they finally put the gang members in jail. You know, they had decades of civil war. Uh, people are come getting lifted out of poverty every day. So, and it's the same for the government here. It's like, in terms of fewer rules and regulations, like I'm riding, my motorcycle doesn't have number plates yet. It's not in my name yet. It doesn't matter. Especially if I say to the policeman, sorry, I don't speak Spanish. It's just like, nobody cares, man. Like they've got bigger problems and they're working on them. And so you're less likely to get hassled by, by the government. Because they're busy um, putting murderers in in prison, mm. rather than just trying to hassle the us, us innocent folk. So, so that's that's good fun.
2: Oh, yeah. Fresh air, man! It must be a breath of fresh air just being there.
0: Mm. It really is. And little things like I was saying, I'm riding my bicycle around town, and there's no problem, except on the sort of bigger, the more major roads. I kind of have to avoid them, but they have overpasses you can walk over, um, and I initially thought, is it going to be safe to have a bicycle? And bicycles are one of the things that are more expensive here, actually quite a bit more expensive. I just got a base model hardtail mountain bike, and it was like 50% dearer than it would have been in Australia. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but um, I was sort of wondering about security with the bike and whether, whether I would lock it up and so on. But if I go to a cafe or a shopping center or a restaurant, every single cafe or shopping center or restaurant has a security guard standing there with a 12 gauge. Yeah. And. You just say Buenos dias, and uh, they go Oh, bicicleta. See, sí, bueno, and uh, and they look at, they look after your bike. Like they they will look after your bike, and they've got a shotgun. Like it is perfectly <laughs> safe. It's fantastic. Uh, it's just no one's going to do anything wrong in San Salvador, especially to a gringo. Especially with every guy, every corner, there's a guy with a shotgun. It's perfect. It's fantastic. It's a yeah. good system. <laughs> so
1: what's um, what's the plan for you? sort of from here are you going to kind of try to find some bitcoin work over there you're going to try to you know start
0: something up or i definitely want to get the i've got a couple of business ideas i definitely want to get the beef supply going here because that seems to me there's a big gap especially for beef i found good eggs and good uh, chicken and even some good farmed fish which is interesting but getting good beef is basically impossible at the moment. So that's one business idea. I mean, I want to do it for myself anyway, and I might uh, actually do it as a business if I can, a profitable business. So getting grass-fed um, beef properly processed and aged, you can occasionally get good local, because most most of the beef's imported from Nicaragua, uh, or if you want to spend some more, it's imported from the US, but it's all crap, it's all feedlot, um, beef that's loaded with antibiotics and growth promotants. And then they pack it in brine, which yeah. includes, uh, sugar and salt and, uh, enzymes, which make it tender. It's very tender. Cause they put enzymes in the brine Jeez. and, uh, and preservatives. It's just like is horrible
2: that just for, t- for shelf
0: life. Basically. Yeah. And, well, and tenderness and I guess flavor, but you can taste, that's it. just really sweet and really salty. It tastes like, so, um, they do have you can get local beef at the supermarket but it's not it's just never aged it's always way too fresh it's really really chewy so um i'm just slowly gonna try to find some good farms and see if there's an opportunity to put together a supply chain to get some good grass-fed beef especially down to bitcoin beach and to the expat community but also the locals the middle class locals and um and the restaurants Um, but i'm also really keen to do a heap of motorcycling here so that's uh something that they're really keen on motorcycling here. There's, um, there's an enduro race like every few weeks. And so I've got my bike set up and I'll be doing some, some little day trips and adventure rides. I've got a big ride coming up tomorrow, which I'm a bit nervous about, but with some local guys, it's just so easy to meet people and and they're so welcoming. They're like, Oh, you got an enduro bike, come for a ride or, you know, come, come for dinner. just, (laughs) it's really nice. So yeah, that, I'm, I'm continuing to do some work in the certified organic industry in Australia remotely, but unfortunately the Aussie dollar keeps getting lower and lower. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if working for Aussie dollars is going to be a great idea longer term. So I'll try to get an income here and maybe it'll be in, in uh, food supply or maybe it'll be in motorcycle tours or maybe something else will come up. Like I was just looking at the you just meet people every day here that are entrepreneurs in Bitcoin related space or privacy or freedom oriented, you know, all sorts of entrepreneurs, um, expats and locals. Uh, I was just having a look at the Adopting Bitcoin um, schedule and it's just like there are so many people coming. It's going to be fantastic. So who knows what opportunities might pop up.
2: Names you know or just topics you're interested in? Like people, uh, sorry, both. people, like people you, you're aware of or?
0: Yeah, both. Like I'm really keen to listen to, to, to meet uh, Paolo Arduino from, from Tether and I'm in mean, there just heaps. You got to check it out. Check out the adopting, Bit- adopting Bitcoin, um, conference schedule online. Now there are six different streams over three days, I think, or maybe day three is just, uh, a, a visit to Bitcoin beach, I think. So yeah, six different rooms over two full days.
1: Um, is Bekele going to make a, make an appearance?
0: Um, there is talk. I, I haven't looked in detail at the schedule yet. I don't think he's necessarily on the schedule. There's talk about whether he might, um, make a big announcement, which, you know, there's hope that he might be making an announcement about the volcano bonds, mm-hmm. but, I'm um, I'm not sure if that, if that's likely to happen. Yeah. Um. But the, I think he'll probably come, as long as nothing else, no shit hits the fan anywhere else. Um, he's just doing a great job lately, I think. Like, he's kicking goals on the world scene. It's so cool to watch. Yeah. Uh, did you see his, his uh, presentation to the UN General Assembly? And did you see what he said about, on his way out there, said, Mr. President, are you excited about seeing President Biden's speech? And Vikeli says, not really. <laughs> 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 and then he said, you know, we all have to come here and we do a speech and they're all pretty boring speeches really. So no, I'm not that excited. <laughs> oh, brilliant. That's, like, amazing, right? like, it's amazing how
2: refreshing some guy tells the truth is.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's so rare. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. Um, when what's the date of that? Do you know that when the, when the,
0: I do I've got it right day? here. Is it the 17th? It's in like two, three weeks. So November 15th. 15th. So yeah. And then just a few days later, there's Pacific Bitcoin in LA, but I'm, I'm not going to, I was thinking about maybe going, but the tickets are really expensive and I think it'll be a bit glitzy. Anyway, I think the real,
2: yeah, the real and the
0: big, one, the one, the big one on the 25th, 26th is back yep. in, yep. back in uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. The, the really big one is Bitcoin bash in Morunday. Yeah. I'm, I'm sad to be missing that.
1: Yeah. It's,
0: uh... So you guys are both going. Oh, yes. shit, shit. Yeah. I just actually got a um, right. message
1: then too about today's one saying Are you guys going to Newcastle because there's a meetup in Newcastle. First meetup yeah, it's in great Newcastle to
0: see. today. So we'll, That's we're... awesome. And I also see that Australian Beef Initiative stuff is starting, maybe starting to happen and Texas Slim's going to come for a visit over there. Yeah, so yeah, yeah I'm a bit cool, torn yeah. about that. That would have been great to be involved in.
2: Yeah, so there's just so many things. Although, I mean, it's you've been around long enough where you used to be scrabbling around for things to do and things to read and things to look at. And now it's just like, you just can't do everything. Can't there's
0: keep much. up. Yeah. There's
2: too much. You just have to let people go off on of their own little tangents and, and then hear about them through, from, from somebody else.
0: Yeah. Um, you can't be everywhere, but it's just great to see. Yeah. And even I'm, now, like in, with the price being, having pulled back so far, it's just, there's so much momentum in the community. It's just, it's not, mm. not stopping. It's mm. great.
2: Well, I'm really looking, not, not for, well, obviously price, increases good but um or it feels good but um, i'm really looking forward to it. so you can then because because well el salvador is just a, a live in case study that everybody can watch and criticize if they want if they find the easy point of criticism but when it's when but when the price starts to run that's going to be really hard to criticize right they're going to they're going to look like absolute geniuses and i don't think it's that far away and you can imagine how you can imagine bukele's speeches then it's going to be <laughs> wonderful right it's um but, and, and obviously, just for the people in El Salvador, the, the normal everyday people, when they just start to see the benefit for, for themselves, it's just going to be great. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm looking forward and well, for you to be on the ground and be able to witness that firsthand is going to be going to be fun, I would imagine.
0: Yes, yeah, you? you're your you're full time correspondent over here. But yeah, come come yeah. and visit sometime, boys. Love i'll to. roll out the red carpet for you that'd be cool i'd love to make sure um you
2: speak to the president's mum. we would like to meet her um brings the flowers
0: yeah
2: <laughs> all right mate
1: thanks so much for, um thanks for joining yeah. us
0: my pleasure thanks for having me again great to talk to you No yeah, um, we'll do if you have any questions about about what's happening here just uh reach out on twitter i'm beef back better on twitter so D- my dms are open so if uh, you have any specific questions about about el salvador i just the main thing is like it is it's so safe it's just not an issue um it's perfectly safe and uh getting around the city's great it's a great city to live in uh even if your spanish is not perfect um but worth having a bit of spanish if you can there's i did want to do a couple of shout outs so there's just a new little place called bitcoin landing spot that's just opened it's just up the road from me which is it's kind of like a hostel and co-working space it's a bit of a weird mix, but if you need somewhere to go for your first few nights or your first week, you need accommodation. Check out Bitcoin Landing Spot. It's very cheap and it's sort of hostel style. It's got a shared kitchen, but they've got a pool there and there'll be Bitcoin meetups such a
2: good every idea. few days.
0: And, yeah, yeah, they're, and they're building a podcast studio, so there you go. You guys awesome. can come and do an episode <laughs> from there. there Two bit tour. And if you're interested in residency. Like I almost, I almost don't want to encourage too many people to come here because it's like perfect now. It's my paradise. Like I can ride my motorbike anywhere. I do wheelies up the street. I can, you know, it's just it's my paradise. But um, but no, if you do want to come there, yeah, the and you're interested in residency, there are. I just had a look and there's actually 17 different residency options. And there's a fellow here that's helping me with my residency application, and he is um, escaped to El Salvador. Hmm. I think his Twitter handle is actually um, El Salvador Visas, but, the, but he's, his name is uh, uh, Escape to El Salvador. And you can pay him a few thousand dollars and he, it's like white glove service. It'll just take you through the whole process. Awesome. Um, and you have, especially if you don't. Know sorry, yeah. I interrupted you.
2: Yeah. And all I was going to say was, is that by, are you having, is it like residency by investment or anything? Or is it just that there is a residency process that he can take you through and you just pay for the service?
0: There are 17 different types of residency visas. Some of them can lead to citizenship. The one that I'm choosing is just, I think it's, I don't know if they call it that officially, but it's known as the digital nomad visa. You just have to, you just have to, you kind of just have to declare that you've got income from overseas and it doesn't even have to be that much. Um, And so you get a 90 day visitor just visa on arrival uh, for 90 days. You have to have a return ticket home, but you can just cancel that and just book it and cancel it like everyone does. Yeah. And you get 90 days. And within that 90 days, if you make an application for residency, you automatically, you immediately get a 90 day extension. So that's 180 days. And um, you can then get a one year from that. If you're successful, you get a one year temporary, and then you can get a one year extension and then you can get permanent. Gotcha. And you can get all that for a few thousand bucks. That's incredible. So um, Well, so far so good. Let's see how I go. Um, there's some groundwork you should do before you leave your home country in terms of police background checks. And there's all this jargon and process and consulate this and that. So that is worth doing a little bit of prep before you leave your country, or you may have to go back again mm. to, to get paperwork. Um, but, uh, But yeah, that's why Jeremy escaped to El Salvador is, and there are other people offering that service too, but he's a Bitcoiner. He's a solid Bitcoiner and open source guy and uh, libertarian free city project kind of guy. So you'll get along with him well as well. And uh, he and also Bitcoin Landing Spot offer, you can use their mailing address. So if you want to send boxes of stuff over ahead of time, then um, yeah, it's, it's getting easier and easier to do from, from the little mistakes that we're all making as, as we do it now, it'll just keep getting easier. So you'll have fewer and fewer excuses.
2: (laughs) It just really, it just sounds like the start of kind of governments competing as service providers. Yeah. Right. Um, and because why would you not, like, let's say you've made a little bit of cash in whatever your home country is, and you want to go live somewhere that's more open, but you're going to spend all the cash that you made or some of the cash that you made where you're from in that country. That's just, makes sense to welcome those people with open arms
0: mm. um, yeah totally all uh, right yeah it seems to be the only government in the world at the moment that's doing anything sensible so it's nice <laughs> to be here to witness it yeah cool Just all right a mate is a start yeah yeah cheers again buddy
2: great to speak to you man
0: likewise catch you again